Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome everybody to Monsters and Madness, a Dungeons & Dragons podcast featuring some of the members and friends of the Hawk & Cleaver community. If you're enjoying the podcast, then please don't forget to head on over to hawkandcleaver.com where you can find an amazing community of creators and content, including novels, short stories, comics, podcasts, and merchandise. So, without further ado, let's dive into this week's episode. So it has been a very, very long time since we've last played. So uh, you guys, uh, after successfully uh, restoring order to the city of Russellton and getting rid of the goblin and hobgoblin problem, uh, the town leader, Dartha Gumbert, uh, has received letter from a man known as Professor Bunzel from a neighbouring town called Croft. Now, this town has seemed to had some kind of eureka moment and has this kind of, it's become a mecca. It's become a magical city of light and technology, almost like a Vegas of the fantasy Dungeons and Dragons world. Uh, so much so that they have renamed it the city of power. It is no longer named Croft. It is named the city of power. This inventor, this scientist who has discovered this technology, this power source uh, has obviously professor Bunzel or professor power as he's known has sent a letter to Darth and Gumbert requesting that someone, a representative from Russellton, come and speak to him and give them the okay that Russellton is ready to receive this power source. Simply going to the town and giving Professor Power the thumbs up is going to reward you guys with 4,000 gold. So it was a no-brainer. We're fucking going. Along the way, you encountered some bandits on the tradeway, which Scamos took quick work of, and it was not an issue, and I just kind of took that encounter that I really lovingly created and just tossed it <laughs> in the bin. It was fine. I'm okay. Don't worry about it. Uh, but apart from that... Yeah. You, did, you still got bitten by a snake, which is, which is just a little something for me, which was nice. However, during this travel as well, the lovely Finn stumbled across part of a treasure map. And from what you can gather and what you can glean from this treasure map, it seems like some kind of treasure 
is buried just beyond this misty forest where you first met the dryad, Elmora. However, that is a potential lead for another day because you have arrived at the city and it was everything that you had expected to. Lights, technology, carts that were pulled along by themselves without horses, magical signs that lit up, the whole, it was complete in the middle of the night. It, it should have been complete blackness, but this thing was lit up like Vegas itself. After a little bit of shopping and buying some stuff, you stumbled into a tavern, which I believe was called the Electric Dragon. It's been a while. And after a couple of rounds, Uraprax decided to test his uh, bardic chops and he got up on stage and kind of poem, poem slam wrapped a uh, little ditty about hob hobnobs. <laughs> I hear they're fantastic from another realm. That was enough to secure you guys free lodgings for that night, like, and probably a couple nights afterwards. We ended the game there. You guys drinked into the very wee hours of the morning, morning and uh, went to bed. And you are now awaking a fresh new day, feeling a little bit hungover, a bit of a headache, a little bit groggy. But you guys are awake. You have a lead on potentially where Bunza will be because all these magical golden threads which connect this power source to all the buildings seems to be spidering and connecting and pulling together in, at, into one point. You haven't followed it yet, but you can see that it's starting to coalesce and merge this magical golden thread. But the day is yours. It is a fresh crisp morning. It seems like stuff is already happening. You've probably overslept with all the drinking and late night. But everything is a little bit groggy and you're a little bit feeling a bit tender and fragile. What would you like to do? I'd like to try and find the oaks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I must, I must really be hungover, guys, because it feels like last night was months ago. It was exactly two months and a bit ago. <laughs> That's one long night. I think the other thing we should importantly check as well is has Lawrence been brushing those horses adequately? Because we all know how important that is. You've got to brush horses. That's Horse Care 101. Mm -hmm. This is that you were gifted by Darth at Gumbert are now in the safe hands of the kind of horse valet, Lawrence. That is correct. Good, good memory, good memory. I wonder if the Wizard Cup has any concoction that might cure uh, our, our current ailment. Yes, the Wizard Cup. It is a new, fresh day. There is a new liquid in the cup. <laughs> <laughs> Who owns the cup? Is it you, Finn? Not I'll, Finn. I'll pull it out my magic sack. Uh, uh, I'm guessing <laughs> you guys are kind of in the the bar area, coming down from your bedrooms and stuff. The boys. Yeah, yeah. So on the way down, I'm thinking to myself. Who are these people? Where am I? Who am I? And it all just starts to <laughs> it starts to come back. I Slowly. start to remember. And then I remember I have the wizard's cup and I pull it out of my magic sack. Hey guys, who wants some of this? I sort of pour it, pour the potion into into shot glasses that I stole from the bar from the night before. Alrighty, roll a roll a d twenty for me. <laughs> Seven. Alrighty. 
uh, as you begin to pour it, this weird kind of constantly swirling and fluxing uh, liquid that seems to be constantly shifting and changing colours, as you decide to finally actually tip it and start pouring it, it sets on this kind of deep, rich purple as you all kind of pour this potion into four little <laughs> four little shot glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Are we all, can we all, there's enough in there for us all to take a drink, yeah? You know, for shits and gigs, yeah. <laughs> awesome. It's a small. It's a small shot, not the full twenty-five mil, but <laughs> um, um, we should probably wait until. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll, ha- we'll, we'll hang on. We'll hang on to the shot glasses, and we'll keep walking to the to the bar area, perhaps, and just maybe have a bit of a look around, look at the new day, see what's going on, perhaps. Sort of hesitate uh, over the breakfast menu while wait for Brax to come down from his from his chamber. I like that. I like the breakfast menu definitely. Seems to be uh, quite a quite a more luxurious spread than there was at the um, the winged horse back in Russellton. This being a much bigger, much luxurious, and electrically powered uh, kind of bar tavern in. Uh, it's got the standard like eggs and bacon fresh bread kind of big cuts of meat that's good but yeah it seems to have a bountiful kind of menu kind of like a proper (laughs) caesar palace buffet going on (laughs) shrimp lots of shrimp i'm getting really (laughs) hungry now like for real yeah (laughs) Uh, apart from the uh big gnarly uh dragonborn character that's missing an eye who's uh was at the bar last night and still seems to be at the bar at the moment it seems quite deserted and empty seems like as much as this town is the kind of city that never sleeps this is quite early in the morning still probably pushing 10 o'clock and um obviously no one really goes drinking at 10 o'clock in the morning when it does sleep it sleeps in yeah (laughs) with the city that never sleeps when it does sleep in it does sleep in yeah however the very flamboyant bard that was kind of hosting the karaoke night seems to be sitting by himself in a corner of the room okay Uraprax that's your pal but before we go over there uh, Finn has poured these delicious looking purple shots for us Mm. so I mean I'm in I'm just going to put that right out there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, why not? Why not uh, kick off the morning as we ended the night? Exactly. <laughs> okay. So you're all, <laughs> you're all drinking these potions, yeah? Definitely. definitely. <laughs> yes. Yeah, why not? Okay. All poisoned. <laughs> you're, yeah. all, you're all dead. Game over. <laughs> as you... Uh, down this purpley liquid it has a very familiar taste to some of you as you kind of down this liquid and swallow it and you kind of feel like your skull slowly start to go numb and expand ever so slightly as you once again have managed to get your hands on a fucking read thoughts and detect thoughts potion. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and you're just what? As this kind of hungover migraine mixes with the detect thoughts potion and everything, like your skull just feels hollow. You kind of just sit there 
and it's like everything is just underwater, kind of raw, 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 raw. Can we read the bard's thoughts? What's the duration on this on this uh, potion? How long will we will we be able to read thoughts for? Uh, usually it is ten minutes. However, because you've divided it among four and taken a shot, I'm yeah. going to say about two minutes. Ah, oh, two minutes. Quick, God, read the bard's thoughts. Yeah, let's go to the bard. Okay, everyone. A couple of you clocking on instantly because you've drunk this potion before and a couple of you who haven't starting to get a grips of it you all kind of subtly kind of twist your heads and turn and look at the lonesome bar still beautifully flamboyant as usual but seems to be just tending and just nudging a bit of egg on his plate still seems to have wine on him and as you kind of start to focus and hone in on what his thoughts are you can kind of hear it you're like Oh, I absolutely must talk to that dragonborn over there. I feel like he has the answers. He may have the key. But how do I go up to him? I can't just waltz up there. I mean, last night it came to me and he wanted to talk to me, but I can't just get him to go up and perform again. I need need some kind of confirmation. What are we going to do? I, I turn to the guys and say, would you like me to take this or do you want to go as a group? Well, uh, I mean, you got this I, one, want buddy. To, I want to hear what he says. So I'm going to stay within earshot, but you've got it. Okay. I casually sidle up beside him and just sit there quietly. <laughs> as you kind of <laughs> get up and start walking towards him, the detect thoughts is still there. And he's like, oh, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> Okay, okay, be cool, be cool, be cool. Again, not saying anything, anything, any of this out loud. I say nothing for a short while. Then you I kinda... get up and return to the others. Wait, so you... you, so you, you, you what are you fucking doing? You ghosting? <laughs> yep. Oh, you hear him, well, you hear him. Oh, no, oh, fuck. I, oh, no, maybe I was... It was giving and then I vibe. spin and go back and sit beside him again. <laughs> Wait! Wait! <laughs> <laughs> a roller coaster this, this guy. He um, does this thing. It's blatantly obvious now that you've detected his thoughts. He does that kind of thing where he's pretending like he hasn't seen you and then does the kind of double take like, oh, there you are kind of thing. I point at his plate and say, Egg. Yes, yes, the eggs here are, are lovely. Uh, do you mind if I picked your brain, you scaly little magician, you? I'm hungry. Oh, um, oh, do you want some? I'll, I'll take some. I, I eat his egg. Well, may I first be so bold as to introduce myself? My name is Zeldon Delafoire. <laughs> of course. And your performance last night was absolutely fantastic. The way your articulation and the syllables punctured each. It was like percussion of its own. It was fantastic. Captivating. I've never seen anything like it before. And you, my good man, have a gift. Thank you. I, I considered myself a little rusty, but I'm glad no, you enjoyed no, 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 it. Rusty at all. Don't be silly, but uh, 
I am compelled, I am intrigued to ask, why, why no drums, no percussion, no lute to kind of harmonize with the melody of your tune, my good boy? I'm a man who sees the simplicity in the arts as the true exploration of expression and prefer the the tone and the vocal melodies that come with speaking and experimenting with language over such trivial adventures as music. Mm. It was like a French kiss. Oh. Delafois! Delafois! <laughs> You kind of still with the detect thoughts. You kind of hear it just subtly at the back of your mind, his mind, and he thinks to himself, like, but what if he can't play the instruments like me? And he kind of goes, but you must, surely. Maybe just a little drum or the lyre, a harp even. Maybe some kind of accompaniment, my boy. It'd be so much better. What is it that you're angling towards? What do you need? Oh. Because clearly this is going somewhere, isn't it, Delafoire? You know what? You're not even going to have to roll a persuasion for that. With all the other things that are happening. He kind of, still with this beautiful, flamboyant and almost angelic demeanour about himself. But his eyes seem to kind of narrow and get a bit more serious. Kind of leans forward. May I confide in you, my good boy? Of course. I believe there is some kind of curse among us bards. Are you able to play instruments? What about my demeanor would suggest that I can't? My good boy, someone as skilled as yourself, it'd be silly not to. I dabble. You see, I feel like you are not being completely honest with me. For something has happened to me. I used to be able to play such wonderful songs and instruments. Oh, just simple spells and melodies I would weave. I could fly. I could make people do my bidding. I could cast lightning from my fingertips, but something has happened. Since when did all of this stop? It's been months now. I don't know what happens to us. Uh, They say that us bards, uh, when the gods first created this world, and they spoke it into existence, uh, that echo, that primordial words that resonate throughout the universe, uh, we channel that echo into our music, and that is why we can cast spells, but for some reason I can't do it anymore. Our words and our songs, I believe, are starting to fall on deaf ears. It sounds like a dodgy position to be in for a bard. Yes, it is, isn't it, (laughs) fellow bard? (laughs) So what is it that you need the music for? It seems like, you know, you run this karaoke night and, well, sorry, excuse me, karaoke is a bit crass, but this performance night and you have bards come up and, and do their jam. So what is it that's stunting your performance? can't do it anymore. Anytime I pick up an instrument, the the strings break. It It's constantly out of tune. Even hitting the drum, the, the skin of the drum immediately breaks. 
I fear for the other bards. I feel like something is happening to us. Not Aileen just myself, and not just you. I lean in closer. You might not be alone with that curse. Kind of grabs your arm. I mean, if it wasn't a weird kind of serious situation, you would have thought he was going to smooch you. <laughs> kind of grabs forward. He's like, you have to do something. This goes far beyond you and I and just simple words and music. What is it that you expect us to do? If you've got an no, entire city here full of bars that don't know what's going on, what am I going to do? I'm not from here. Look, if it ever happens to anyone else, I need to be here to protect them, to be a shoulder to cry on, to be a wing to look after them in this weird situation. You need to go out there and find out why. Can you give any any, any idea of anything that might suggest where to begin, where this might have started? It's like I said, we always believed us musicians that we would channel the echoes of the gods themselves their words they used to speak still resonating within the multiverse we would take that echo and channel it into the songs but i don't know maybe these gods that have given us these gifts no longer want to listen to our songs maybe they can't leave it with me myself and my men my men will see what we can do we won't make this our top priority, but if we do come across something that is of help to you, we would do what we can as one bard to another. Kind of relaxes a little bit. Thank you. Thank you. A mysterious voice comes from the other side of the room. Ask him about money. <laughs> <laughs> is there recompense for such an adventure? Recompense, you fool. If this is as serious as I think, all of the bards in all of the lands, all their songs, all their spells will just disappear overnight. Leave it with me. I return to the other guys. And I just say, you don't need me to explain what just happened, do you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we, we need you we to heard. say everything that you just said. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. I have particular troubles as a bard. Um which relates somewhat to the same kind of nature as this man's troubles. My thinking is, if this is something that we can solve, it might be something to also potentially prevent the curse that has been laid upon me, which would be quite nice, because I'd like to play the ukulele without exploding half of the front row. Would be good. We could have little songs on our road trip as well. You know, put some little accompaniment in there. Um, do you know much about who, how you picked up the curse, or is it too painful to talk about now? I would rather defer you to other people who you've never met, who could answer better than I could ever answer. In a more planned out and um, and in keeping with, uh, how do the French say, continuité? Oui. <laughs> the D&D French. Mm-hmm. Bretonians? I don't know. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, wonderful. Um, while we're sitting having breakfast, does anyone anyone object while having breakfast if I just mess around with my poison kit here at the breakfast table and prepare some poison? I only got it last night. I haven't had time to tinker with it yet. Just just be careful. Don't get it in the food. Yeah, I, I'll try my best not to spoon it, but I figure whenever we're setting out on an adventure, you never know when you're going to need to poison a guy. Or woman. 
Yeah, so uh, I would like um, would, I would yeah. I would like to the, the barman doesn't have a problem with this. Like, make some poison here at the the breakfast table. Uh, I mean, do you get the kit out and stuff? <laughs> I mean, can I just turn my back? Have I got a shady little corner, or should I go back to my room for a minute and pretend I'm just brushing my teeth? <laughs> Is it yeah. like when you when you take your own drinks to a bar, you, they just look at you a bit weird? <laughs> just yeah. get my kit out. And I... <laughs> You know, in the magical fantasy realm of Dungeons and Dragons, it's probably not the weirdest thing that's happened. You get your like almost like an old school kind of uh, lunchbox, yep. yeah. uh, almost like a little kind of square with a kind of hexagony roof. You kind of open it up, almost like a toolkit. Kind of opens up and then opens up again. Tiny little beakers and vials and stuff. Uh, okay, so uh, roll a d20 uh, and plus your proficiency because you are proficient at poisonous kits. Thank you very much. Let me just open up my sheet because I do not have that with me. There we are. I'll roll a d20 while we're there. So the base roll is 12. And then let's see what I've got when this PDF opens. What's a PDF? It is a pretty... Pretty dank file. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, so um, which stat do I run this on? Is this my... Uh, not a stat, uh, your proficiency. So it's just above all your uh, skills and stuff that you can do, all your acrobatics and stuff like that. Uh, okay, 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 so I have a proficiency bonus of plus two. So um, 13 then. 13. <clears throat> Yeah, uh, it takes a little while, and she starts to tinker, pouring liquids, venoms and stuff like that, which has come with the kit, little vials of stuff, little bits of uh, dried mushrooms that you are slowly kind of chopping into a fine powder, rehydrating and kind of mixing in with all these weird other chemicals and stuff. Uh, Yeah, after about half an hour of tinkering and eating and kind of just chatting amongst yourselves, you successfully, and what you believe to be, a successful little vial of poison. Awesome. And how can I use this? Do I treat my weapons with it? Do I slip it into a guy's drink? Do I... like got shot glasses here. Let's find out, because there are many different kinds of poisons in the realm of Dungeons and Dragons. Was there anyone you were particularly interested in going for some um, examples i can get you off the kind of top of my head would be poisons which you coat your like weapons with which would then like be effective if they were to get onto the skin or into the bloodstream of a of a unsuspecting victim or if you wanted to be more slash and dagger and hitmany, you can make a potion which would be active via ingestion Well, let's just it. poison Zeldon. <laughs> <laughs> you want to poison the bard? <laughs> no, come on. I take personal quite, offense to that, Oren. Back your hammer down. I'm, I'm quite happy to destroy, a, destroy an encounter that, was, that, is, that was likely to happen because the guys were already hostile, but I'm not sure I'm quite up for poisoning someone who asked for help just yet. What if the curse is like werewolves? Like the bard's curse is like werewolves, where you have to kill 
all the werewolves up the chain to kill yeah, the first kill. one to break, yeah, to kill the, head to break one. the curse. Yeah, we might actually be stopping a lot of deaths by uh, by poisoning Zeldon, right? That's here. right. That's right. Where yeah. where, just where do I there. as the bard fit into that chain? That's if it comes down to it, and I'm I'm somewhere up that ladder. What does that mean for the group? <laughs> well, he That's hasn't it. got you yet. But I, he's got the curse. He's got the oh, curse as well. Cursed. Oh, okay. yeah, he's cursed. Now we better not. Did you give the curse or receive the curse? I mean, I didn't use protection. <laughs> right. Wee. Okay. okay. Classic bard. <laughs> <laughs> um, to save too much having to do lots of research, in the long term, I would like a little bit of all types of poison, but I think. <laughs> If I'm gonna choose, one, if I'm gonna choose. I mean, I'd like to be able to sneak in someone's drink, but I don't think we've been invited for any dinners yet. Once you have a dinner invitation, you can all remind me to make some dinner poisoning. <laughs> would you say this, would you say now, this is a general purpose multi poison? For now, can yeah. I just dip my um? Have I got enough to dip my arrows in there? Can I dip some arrows in my po- in the poison. Uh, you have made a basic poison. Uh, so as an action on your go. You can coat this uh, with a slashing weapon, a piercing weapon, or you can use this little vial to coat up to three pieces of ammunition, so three arrows or three crossbow boats. Uh, applying this poison takes an action. Uh, once a enemy is hit with this poisoned weapon or ammunition, they must make a deck, uh, constitution saving throw, and if they fail it, they will take another 1d4 poison damage. Once applied, the poison, uh, the poison, uh, retain, remain, uh, I cannot speak today. The poison retains potency until about a minute and then it will kind of dry off or slick off of the weapon. Uh, So I'll keep Uh, it ready for when we're entering a combat situation. That's good though, because that means I can just keep it in this bottle and if a dinner invitation comes up beforehand. (laughs) Just uncork it. Bit of a, bit of a side question. Oren, do you still have your kipper? Yes, I've got two kippers. Jesus, oh. that's what that smell is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I could actually replenish my kippers. They've probably got kippers in the breakfast buffet here. The problem and is I... the bet is centred on the current kipper you have. Oh, they have to be these specific kippers <laughs> that are hanging from my belt right now. Oh. I decree! <laughs> I would okay. say the damage... As you mention this kipper, a bit yeah. of the flesh just kind of... Just slips off. Just yeah. <laughs> peeling away. It's like dry and stuff. Oh. No one is sitting next to me at the breakfast. <laughs> no. Would, would it invalidate Oren's bet here if I was to help him by giving him some poison one day to put on these kippers? <laughs> uh, no, it's not poisonous not. enough. That would not invalidate the bet at all. <laughs> That's totally fine. So let's keep that in mind. Thank you, Scammers. Uh, you, uh, you don't think that coating the <laughs> kipper in your poison would, would help or hinder it. But as you see that rotting bit of kipper flesh come off and hit the floor, you kind of scoop it up and add it to your little poisoner's kit like (laughs) yeah that could work (laughs) the most deadly poison guys by the way this is going to be my thing now anytime I encounter something that might be poisonous it's going in the bag it's going in the special poison bag (laughs) and let's just let's just make a note guys that that piece of kipper that has gone into Scamos's kit that also is part of the bet I I can test I can Uh, test and if he uses that in a poison that then kills someone I have won the bet 
I want I want Finn in because if Finn Finn joins in with my side, then it's two v two, and a moot point goes to the the owner of the original bet, which is me. So Finn, Finn, you can't argue that. Come on, Finn. that is so my there's, there's there. two ki- two kippers. Is that right? Yes. And a little bit has fallen off one, which is de- <laughs> which is incredibly toxic and poisonous. But the bet was to keep at least one kipper. It was to kill you. someone the using the kipper. To kill or damage them. It was the cause damage. Oh, cause damage. I, I, I don't. I, oh well. I don't I think th- killing someone with a kipper. It was a fish bet. Two gold you pieces. Know, you know yeah, what yeah. it was? I've got it here. Two gold pieces, and it just says "use kipper in battle." I've written. I don't even need to hurt them with it. I can just use, use kipper, it. not use an individual scale. I, I think he's found a loophole here. I think this could this could win in the bet. I, I, I think you're a loophole. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how we've got like genuine. I think this is very genuine pub conversation we've got here. If any NPCs are walking in, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm not bored of this. But if that's the way the if that's the way the group rules, then fine. Uh, You're going to have will... four thousand gold soon. Two gold is not that much. No, I'm going to have three thousand nine hundred ninety-eight gold. <laughs> yeah, surely. <laughs> should we should we adventure into the town? Yeah, should we head on out and see if we can follow those wires to um, Professor the Professor of Powers? Funzo. I also want to, guys, uh, I, I really want to get some of this golden thread. Like, even if we have to cut some down or something, like, let's just keep an eye out for maybe some spare spools of it somewhere because I really want to grab some at some are you, point. Are you thinking we can take it down the scrappies and trade it in and get some, get some money yeah. for it? <laughs> Maybe to charge your phone I mean, on the road. <laughs> I think there's a lot of uses for it. I've got a lot of ideas for this uh, golden thread. Uh, one of which is it's gold, and we could absolutely use it to um, trade for something. But just keep it. Just keep your. You know, let's just keep it in mind. I okay. want to try and grab some. Okay. Do a very expensive hanging if we have any enemies who <laughs> are really making Yes. Okay. So you guys are literally going out into the main strip and just kind of following the thread. Yes, I think so. You can find. Alrighty. Uh, it is very easy. You kind of go up into the main strip. Uh, again, there is. Although it is kind of early in the morning, the sun is up and shining. All these magical. Um, lights and these magical signs are still beautifully lit and just shining brightly again the uh across the across the road on the opposite side of uh the electric dragon seems to be this shop called bruise with a z and it has uh again this queue coming out of it like it already had the day before these two young uh humanoid creatures uh seem to have quite slightly pointed ears but they're a little bit furry and they're not like elven they are more of like a weird fur to them these two girls come out kind of holding these beautiful kind of bottles and potions kind of giggle to themselves and uncork them and sip them as they kind of leave the shop as they leave more people are kind of shuffling in as this queue goes out the door to this uh, shop but uh, you follow these golden threads you slowly come off of the uh, kind of Vegas strip the kind of touristy part of this town starts to go into more of an industrially kind of vibe and a feel this golden thread seems to be connected to all these huge kind of factories 
these large kind of areas where they're sawing lumber and like chopping down planks of wood, making these telegraph poles, these pylons, which are already been shipped off and starting to be planted uh, in Russellton to connect the thread. See beautiful forges with huge plumes of smoke coming out of them and some smaller, more intricate kind of leather crafts and stuff like that, jewelers. But all with this magical golden thread all connected them and they've all got these varying in quality, brightness, size, but they've all got these magical kind of neon signs outside. And you seem to continue to follow it. The, all these bits of golden thread connecting together, getting a bit thicker, a bit chunky every time they kind of spider and web out. But you seem to just follow them and follow them and follow them. Again, it goes into the residential area. Seems to be a lot quieter, a lot more subtle here. Street lights, still these magical carts that are being pulled along and just lightning just arcing slightly underneath them and just zapping into the ground as these magical carts without horses are being pulled along. Uh, but in more of a subtle residential area. And eventually it comes into this. At first, the beautiful thread has now become almost like a thick cable, almost like like a, a rope or like a shipping rope, kind of nice, thick, thick rope. And it seems to eventually connect into this one house. Seems completely ordinary and just the same as all the other houses that seem to be connected on this residential area. These are quite nice houses, don't get me wrong, obviously with this magical technology and this hustling, bustling, thriving city. Uh, these seem to be very similar to like the slightly fancier residential area of um, Russellton, like the shoreline, the slightly bigger, nicer houses along the seafront. But this one that all this golden thread is eventually connected to, and you can see this nice chunky, almost golden rope now, is connected to the very top of this house and seems to be connected and seems to have this kind of plate which is kind of bolted onto the roof, so it seems to be like a nice secure mechanism is just a standalone, completely ordinary house, just like any other, not some kind of magical, luxurious mansion where this wonderful Wizard of Oz scientist lives. Just an ordinary house. This is the first thing I'm buying when we get paid. <laughs> How much is a house like? A window what? is like three silver, right? So... <laughs> oh my. <laughs> Oh my god. So, like, four windows, <laughs> a door. Uh, Why all these questions? The, probably got the Velux windows as well. What would be the mortgage rate on a house like this as well? Good question. Oh, Is that how finances work? Do people have mortgages? <laughs> <laughs> you know, if there's mortgages three anywhere, it's going to be in the city of power. Mm. Okay. So it's, not, it's not an official book. It is a... Homebrew is a fan made. However, if you wanted a mansion, a nice big chunky mansion which has like 10 rooms, so which could be divided into like bedrooms, bathrooms, and stuff like that, uh, in a big city like Croft, would run you about 9,000 gold. So that's a pool in. That's not that well, much. No, 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 that's hold on. Much. This isn't a mansion, though. This is a regular house. So it's probably going to be like half of that. Probably even less. So I think you can afford this. Uh, I'd say about six. Yeah, six thousand. 
And if we go for a five-year fixed-rate mortgage, I reckon we can get it. Yeah, what's you know? What's your deposit? The that's the big. Yeah, that's that's the big. What, what kind of deposit do the banks expect? The deposit is four horses. What's stamp duty? Not in this yeah. game. Just what is oh, it? God, Dungeons and Dragons stamp duty. Okay. Hold on. What's the plumbing like here? Yeah. Magical. The golden <laughs> directions of the toilets. Which way along the road are we walking? Are we on the left or the right? Uh, you are walking along the left. So this magical house is, as you walk along, is on your left. Okay. Is there people around? Is it kind of quiet? Is there road traffic? Anything like that here? Because it is. It's almost like when you go abroad, and you know you have like the big kind of touristy parts which are always busy, and then you take like a couple of turns, a couple of roads. A little bit further out of the town, and it kind of you can tell like this is now just a normal residential area, which doesn't seem to associate or be part of the big hustly bustly kind of uh, touristy attraction. The occasional person or person on a horse kind of goes past. Still nice though, like nice big roadways that divide it. It's not like a slum where it's all packed together tightly. Everyone has a nice little kind of front open area to the front garden a driveway obviously if to put horses or carts and stuff can i roll a perception can you roll a perception yeah of course you can 16 16 uh with that 16 this uh house which the power seems to be connected to which you are assuming is where bunzel lives uh not much in terms of like shit going on I mean it seems to be a little bit of a glow coming from inside from maybe like a magical lamp but it's not like lit up like the 4th of July kind of thing should we just go straight ahead and knock on the damn door yeah yeah why not let's get stuck in who wants to do it I'll go alright well we should all go but I'll knock yeah it's the bit you've got the best hands for knocking on doors. You do. Really, I'm really going to slam on this door. Really hammer They're very callousy, yeah. In a polite way, though, make it like a jaunty tune, even though it's a heavy knock. Okay. Beautiful. A few moments pass, and the door opens. Uh, before you stands just a guy. He is. Kind of average height, pushing on a little bit, maybe in his 40s. Seems to have like just a kind of tuft of hair at the front here, but at the sides it's kind of receding back. So he's got like that very long kind of back bit going on. Kind of quite heavy bags under his eyes. Seems like he's pulled a couple of all-nighters. Got one of those old schooly kind of doctor's cloaks. Have you guys ever seen um, Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog? Yeah. Yes. And he's got like one of those old school kind of lab coats with a big kind of front bit that goes up and buttons along the sh- uh, shoulder. Uh, isn't hasn't got any gloves on, but you could imagine he has like big chunky gloves that he put on with this long lab coat. And it opens the door and looks at you guys. Um, hello. I look at a one of the bobbleheads that was being sold, which I lifted from a kid in the street as we were walking. And I um, 
<laughs> compare it with the compare it with the man standing in front of me. See if they look the same. They have been very generous. He seems <laughs> a, l- a little bit younger in his bobble head. His bobble head is a lot happier by the looks of things. Less bags, a bit more hair, a bit more. Even the bobble head seems to be kind of standing there proudly with the magical arcing through his hands, and he seems a little bit kind of not downtrodden, but he's got kind of hunches a little bit. So they have been. It is him. He looks like the bobble head, but they have been. They've been a little bit generous with the bobble head. One of these Funko pops of everyone these days, isn't there? Anyway, so <laughs> I put that back in my pocket, and um, I guess we can begin, Professor Bunzel. We presume. But I, I don't sound as sinister as that made it out. <laughs> quite, it's quite cheerful. Uh, yes, and who might you be? Uh, we are... Well, there's four of our names, we'll come to that. But um, we have come in response to your letter to the Mayor of Russelton. He has sent us um, to answer your letter. Do we have the letter, guys? I I don't know. No. Uh, no, I think you guys were smart enough to take the letter. It's been a while, but I think you have the letter. I, I think it fell out my pocket when we were getting drunk last night. Hold on, let, let me let me rummage through the big sack of goodies. I Thank think you. I've wrapped a kipper in it. <laughs> no, absolutely not. No, no kippers are allowed in the sack. Oil stained and see-through. And... This is great, guys. This is exactly why everyone underestimates us. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's been a while, but I'm pretty sure you weren't idiots and left the letter behind. <laughs> Here it is. I found the letter. Wee. Yeah, wee. Got the letter. So, yeah, we've, we've come in response to, to your letter about oh. um, bringing this miracle power to the, to the city of Russelton. Oh yeah, right. Of course, of course. Sorry. Uh, come, uh, come in, come in. I guess come in. They kind of turns around and starts walking in. I whisper right. to everyone and say, "Why didn't we just go to the address on the letter rather than following the golden thread? It would have been <laughs> way easier." <laughs> <laughs> we were adventure tired then. Uh, do you guys go in? Yes. Yeah, let's go in because let's face it, if people are being careless here, he didn't check none of us were vampires. So. <laughs> yeah, and we do look like a strange bunch of uh, folk as well. But on the way in, I would like to, if possible, maybe roll a perception and see if he has any electric candles or any electric versions of goods or items that we may be used to, but maybe they're using electric alternatively. Very good. I love it. Roll a perception for me, Finn. Oh, and it's four on the floor. Oh, no. The suspense is killing. It is, it is a 16. 16. Excellent. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's a couple of things. It's not abundant here. I mean, when you heard about this mad scientist, you thought, like, this golden thread would be connected to everything. Like, the doors, the windows. You know, he'd have, like, a... Uh, much like Finn had uh, not Finn, sorry, Flink much like Flink had like a magical pot that would stir itself and like a Argo which would heat itself and stuff but it is, it's very minimalistic in here in terms of electric, he has a couple of magical candles that seem to be illuminating themselves, like sconces on the walls but apart from that it doesn't seem to be much at all however what you do see though is uh, this place is a little bit dusty a little bit drab. 
I had a thin layer of dust on like all like the shelves with all the crockery and stuff. Uh, but scattered about the place is like tons of there's thank you cards, there's gifts from villagers, there's a couple of bouquets of flowers in the corner which seem to be kind of old and slightly wilting. Just piles and sacks and like little coin purse pouches and stuff which seem you can assume are filled with golden riches just kind of piled up awkwardly like there's fucking too much of it all one of these little cards takes your eyes it seems to be like a little handmade card quite small almost like a5 with a very crudely drawn bundle in crown you get and manage, manage to get a little glimpse on the inside and it says oh dear bundle in our lessons today we were told to talk about who we idolize and i want to create wonderful things like you kind of thing and it is there amongst a sea of thank yous and my con- um, congratulations is and stuff. It is not like a crazy hoarder, but there is just a bunch of like thank you cards and gifts and just absolutely covering this house. Okay. Hmm. Kind of dresses you into like the dining room area. Again, this table seems to be piles of these kind of gifts and cards and stuff that he kind of manages to pick up and finds another place for. It's like, um, uh, sit, sit down, sit down. I say, how's business, Bunzel? Looks like you've been busy. Yeah, I mean, ever since I had that kind of eureka moment and just everyone's really happy and I'm, I'm happy, I'm happy that I was able to do this for everyone. It's very good. When was the Eureka the, the Eureka moment, Bunzel? Uh I'd say hmm a couple of years ago was the kind of Eureka moment when it hit me, but in terms of actually getting it to work, kind of gestures to the single candle he has that's illuminating this room. Uh that's that's only been a recent thing, uh only half a year or so. But, you know, progress and we're getting there. Obviously, you guys from Russellton, I mean, it'll take a while to get the cable there, but it's going to be good. Interesting. It's all uh, it's all very in- impressive stuff. Where Could I ask where this energy, this electric, comes from? How How did you discover it? Surely there must be a source. What is creating this energy? <laughs> uh, many, many people have asked, and um, I'm keeping that a, a closely guarded secret. Uh, I see, of you, course. You must understand. I do, I do. Wouldn't, it, wouldn't anyone just steal your, your ideas? Your thunder, as it were. Ah. Mm. <laughs> uh, I, but it's lightning, that's the sound it makes, I, but ignore I, that part. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a case of... Well, it is a case of people stealing it, I guess, but at the same time, I mean, I'm giving it away for free. I feel like it is something which we deserve and everyone should have. And, you know... You know, some people, if they got their hands on it, they'd they'd want people to pay for it, and then it, it'd be a it'd be a horrible mess. But if it's the secret is safe with me, and I'm giving it away for free, then 
there is no harm and no foul and there can be no uh, no evil doings as there were yeah I, I, I like the sound of that I mean and, and nobody would want energy bills that does sound like the worst thing ever hmm. yeah I can't I couldn't imagine charging people I mean they they kind of gestures to all these gifts and trinkets and thank yous that he's been given over the course of this kind of half a year where the power's been on it's like people are trying to pay for it or not pay for it but people are trying to pay me for it but I mean I, I accept it out of politeness but I can't I, that's far too much tell me so, Bunzel how do you afford the infrastructure there's a lot of uh, golden thread out there that cannot be cheap how are you managing to pay for that if no one actually pays for the power that it that it carries to them well some of my um not royalties but some of this thank you money that i get goes into providing the finances for it uh but it's more more of a give and take uh the jewelers that are helping me make this gold thread uh they're machines and their instruments that they use to create the thread are run by the power and i mean i have gold to spare kind of gestures to like these coin pouches and like these stacks of gold which are just dotted about the place and um the pylons obviously uh a lot of a lot of people were a little bit hesitant at first the uh the coal industry nearby uh, weren't too happy with me but now that my power source helps run the mines and illuminates the mines they, they seem to be a little bit happier with me as well as the logging industry as well obviously people don't really need the firewood anymore in the local area but they uh, they have managed to shift focus and instead of making the firewood for the local area they uh, they make the pylons for me so it's uh it's a win-win, I guess, is the best way to describe it. How does this work with the local governor or, or, or leader of the city? Or is this city yours? <laughs> no, no, I don't. No, I couldn't possibly run the city. No, many people have asked me to run it, but no, I couldn't do that. No, God, I can't speak to large crowds like that. So who's in charge of Croft? Who is in charge of Croft? <laughs> uh, his name is Jorgis Unski. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Very big man. Very big. And what does he think of your electric? Oh, he uh, he loves it. Uh, the fact that this is where it originates from, and I mean the the uh, word of mouth alone, and people coming far and wide to this city, he's he's over the moon. Yeah. So tell us, what do you need from us in order to get this over to uh, Rosselton? Ah. Yes. Um, I'm sorry, but I haven't been a hundred percent honest and forthcoming with you all. Um, I did need you guys to come here to give me the all clear from Russellton, but uh, I was hoping I could ask a little bit more from you. I told you it wasn't just four grand for nothing. <sighs> I mean, no, I, I, have, I have the four, and he kind of lifts up this chest and just poof, thumps it on the... I mean, there you go. There's, there's the, there's the 4,000 as promised. you want to start loading the bag, this might take a minute. But the <laughs> end of our conversation. Um, yeah, this isn't exactly... Uh, this. Uh, before you go on, Bonzel, uh, and tell us what you like to do, this isn't exactly the, the sort of establishment we were expecting. We were expecting... Uh, a mansion or or a or a, a factory where all this begins, but it seems you just you just stay in the the same house. Maybe you've always stayed in. Um, do you not want to? Did you not want to upgrade? It, it also looks a bit dusty around here. I mean, what what's the what's the story? What's the story about this place? Tell us, Bunzel. Roll, roll a persuasion for me, or oh, well. I don't that's have a great persuasion. Not a great. A, is that a D20? Oh, God. That'd be a D20. Oh, Five. Five. <laughs> this, this house means a lot to me. I'm not much for material possessions. I, I'd, I'd rather stay here. I'm, I'm comfortable here. I'm just going to fix Professor Bunzel's eye for a second. And I'm just going to look at him very sincerely and say, Professor, with respect for a man who has done so much and has made so many people so happy, you don't seem very happy. Have you you've been crying? <laughs> <laughs> you can tell us we are we are friends here. Have you noticed? Look at the size of um, of Oran here. When he heard that we could have um, that we've been perhaps brought here with extra intentions, he could have flipped a table like that, but he didn't because we're friends. We are here to help you, but you must be honest with us. Okay, roll a roll a persuasion. <laughs> However, in high, for the future, I'm only going to let you guys like poke and prod a couple of times because I can't have <laughs> everybody roll until someone succeeds. <laughs> I've rolled 18 and my persuasion is plus two. Unnatural 20. Oof, a do. <laughs> I, 
my 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 boy. I uh, I haven't been crying. No, it's just. It's okay if you have. It's nothing to be ashamed of anymore. A couple of years back, before the big eureka moment, uh, my my wife and my daughter passed away. Sorry to hear that. A, it's okay. It's okay. There was a there was an illness. I went through the town. Lots of people lost lots of friends and family. I myself was one of the unlucky ones. So I I do it for them. I continued my work and discovered how to make the power work and the source work for them. That's why I don't really want to leave. Okay, so what is this extra task you would like us to complete? I say abrasively. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, in in terms of payment, I I could pay more, but... um, Yes. (laughs) <laughs> oh, okay um, <laughs> just start reaching over <laughs> and another two would be enough do you think to listen and, and stay I nudge I nudge uh, Uruprax and say you only need 500 more and you can buy this place <laughs> 600 more oh I, was, I said 2000 but alright 600 would be enough hey, on two, top of the 2000 <laughs> <laughs> So you want an additional 2,600? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, oh, um, yeah, okay. Give me a minute. <laughs> and he kind of goes up, kind of leaves you guys in the dining room and just kind of slowly wanders out into a different room. You can hear chinking and clinking. Uh, I mean, I, I'm not able to count it all properly, but it kind of puts some very hefty kind of coin purses down. They kind of chew and thud down onto the table. He I seems say, a trustworthy guy. Yeah, I say, you go ahead, and I grab a coin and test it with my teeth and start counting them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So do tell us what we can help you with then, Professor. Uh, uh, recently, I feel like I have a bit of a target on the back of my head. Mm. I don't know. I feel like... Although I have tried to help everyone and provide jobs where jobs are no longer used or needed because of the power source, I have tried to compensate people and help them work for me, like I said. People creating the gold thread, people creating the pylons. Obviously, I've needed to hire and pay a huge workforce to get these pylons and the thread out to neighboring towns. But I still feel like someone's targeting me. I feel like, I don't know, there must be someone who's not happy with me. I feel like I have to constantly watch over my shoulder this past week or so. And I don't know, I heard heard something outside my front door the other day. Sounded like someone trying to get in. Do you have any idea on who could be targeting you? I'm aware that... Your electricity has affected a lot of the town. But do you have any any enemies, any suspects? Oh no, I don't like to think I don't have any enemies or suspects. I mean, I don't want to assume or point the finger, but there are a lot of miners and 
people that work in coal who obviously now that winter's coming will uh will be not getting much of a profit anymore maybe they're upset I, I don't know how safe is this golden thread has anyone been injured in the rollout to various neighboring towns i imagine a thread with that much power running through it could be quite dangerous in the in untrained hands oh yes abs- absolutely um but i i teach and uh, instruct the the uh, workers who are connecting the thread very carefully we have uh, we have enchanted gloves for handling the thread and uh, it, we always make sure that everything is fully secure before connecting to the power source but yes don't don't if you're going to touch it please please don't where could i get some of these enchanted gloves Oh, uh, you're all, you're all want, want, want today, aren't you? He kind of gets up. <laughs> important PPE is, as you know. PPE is very important, guys. You all know. <laughs> so, yeah. he goes off. Kind of leaves you guys awkwardly there in the, uh, in the dining room alone as a. Uh, Praxis is slowly counting all this gold. 382, 383, 384. While, whilst, whilst he's counting, I just nudge to the others. The golden thread, we followed it here. Does all the golden thread lead here? Yeah. Is this the center? If it is, the energy is coming from here. Yeah, I think one of us, whoever is sneakiest, should go and upstairs while we t- t- talk to this guy he's a nice guy i feel kind of bad about going behind his back but it's going to answer a lot of questions if we figure out where this is coming from why would he bring four strangers to his house this possibly the source of the energy because he heard something at the door i mean this is how we're going to investigate this. Maybe instead of going out, maybe we should stake out with him and um, make sure no one's going to come in. And then we could maybe investigate as I lean in closely to you in case the professor's coming back in the dead of night. I like your thinking. <laughs> I I cast Unseen Servant and tell him to finish counting out the money while I join in the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Not to go unseen to find out what's going on in the house. <laughs> the Unseen Servant is much better at counting gold than you. It seems to be almost like a bloody dealer at blackjack, who like who's counting and jing 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 all the uh, all the tokens and all the chips. He's doing a very good job at this. Good job, Ian Invisible. Ian Invisible, yeah, that was his name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at that point, Bunzel does come back. Yeah, yeah, these are these are my my pair. I, don't need them at the moment. Thank you kind very of, much. Just a uh, almost like welder's gloves, like kind of big and chunky. They kind of come almost halfway down your forearm. Made out of that weird kind of not felty material, but that kind of weird fuzzy kind of coarse fabric that welding gloves are made out of. I side eye Scamos as if to say, tell him about the stakeout. Oh. 
Scamos, you've gone quiet again. Scamos, stop uh, whispering. <laughs> how is that? Can you hear me any better? Oh, you've gone super quiet again, man. And we can hear you, but it's just it's just it's gone it's very quiet, quiet, strangely, yeah. Just knows what I've actually done. I haven't moved anything, so hopefully it'll improve again in a second. I'll try talking loudly. <gasps> it's Bunzel. It's Bunzel, yeah. Maybe he's I'm he's disturbing the airflow. You must be getting hungry <laughs> again, actually. That's what it is. You need to eat. Yeah. <laughs> My energy is dipping again. So, <laughs> Professor, if you can if you can hear me, I'm saying this subtly in case there are ears everywhere. You mentioned there are there was a target on your back and you felt threatened. You say that someone maybe tried to get in here last night. Tell me a little bit more about that. I don't know. I just it was um random just like almost like a scratching noise at the front door. Right. We feel having discussed this with my colleagues, um Apologies to impose upon you, but I think that the best thing for us to do in the first instance, rather than go out hunting down um, unseen enemies that could come from any of the sources, from people who are jealous of everything you're trying to create here, we think the safest thing to do to start our investigation is to stay here tonight in case anyone makes an attempt. Um, And that way they can come to us, because we understand that we noticed that the power all comes from this location so I guess the secret of your of the energy and the source of everything you're trying to do here also based at this house so they could be attacking you they could be after the secret yes yeah no I, that's what I was worried about and I feel like a, a stakeout would be a, a very good idea yes um, kind of goes and grabs another kind of coin purse which he's been gifted and kind of slunks out on the table. This one's a little bit smaller and a lot lighter. It's like, uh, maybe we could buy some, like, iron bars to, to board up the windows and doors just in case. Oh, we can buy, with the, some of the money and resources you have here, we can um, make breaking into this house and stealing your stealing the secrets. You know that, you know you said that the wire can be quite dangerous if you're not handling it properly? Imagine that amount of danger. Are you imagining it? Uh, um, I, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable if we were going to like lay a wire trap on the ground. I mean, what about civilians? Oh no, 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 no civilians. Definitely. I mean, look at look at these faces. Like we don't the type of people who would injure innocent people. But if burglars try and if burglars try and break in here to to harm you or steal the secret then in many ways we could put a sign out the front saying be careful no burglars and then if they do come in and are killed by any deadly array of traps we put together it's kind of on them really word we're gonna Um, home alone this shit (laughs) yeah we're going to need some cans of paint and um, like little, very, very small models of, of horseless carts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did your son or daughter have any? Um, my daughter did not have little miniature ornaments of horses. 
Okay, did she have a pet tarantula? This is important. <laughs> <laughs> no, but she did have a random, like, uh, heating rod that they can hang on the door handle. Like, where the hell did that thing come Excellent. from? Perfect. Perfect. Excellent. We're going to need to make many door handles extremely hot. <laughs> and then, how do people in the world of D&D get creases out of their clothes? Oh, we're talking about a D&D iron now, are we? Yes, just hastily to drop it on someone's face. You know what? I'm sick of it. I'm sick of these questions. (laughs) Everybody's wrinkly. Deal with it. Ian Bisbal does a cracking impression of Macaulay Culkin. Go on, Ian. (laughs) Look at it. That's fantastic. The unseen servant Mm -hmm. does the whole slaps his hands (laughs) on his face and does the scream. But no one can hear it or see it because he's unseen. (laughs) <laughs> we all just imagine um, we all imagine it yes we're going to need um, some items thankfully one of our party carries a quill and paper and it's time to make one of our classic lists <laughs> so we're going to need let's have a little round robin shall we go round and make a list first thing on our list tar <laughs> 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 Next, firecrackers, chicken feathers. Yeah. <laughs> the fucking cardboard cutouts and the fucking little miniature train set, so we can make the cardboard cutouts move about. Oh, with the technology, you probably can do that with the power. Yeah, yeah. yeah you absolutely could. Where the hell did Macaulay Culkin get like that flamethrower from? Like that burner. Did- doesn't one of the oh, yeah. wet bandits go through the front door and, like a flame flower like bursts onto his head? Yeah, I'd forgotten about that. Super glue. Super glue. And we need um, some petrol to fill the toilet with. <laughs> Thumbs up. Hang about here, guys. If if the potential enemies are actually after Bunzel, we can't send him out shopping. We're going to have to go out shopping. Well, one of us will go out shopping, but we'll, we'll like we'll lift out and do that, and then we'll be ready Ian. to secure the house. Ian. I imagine this will happen in months. Oh yeah, though. Invisible can go. Stop, stop counting. We got a job for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The unseen servant will not be able to go and buy shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on. We're in like. Is there not like a delivery service? <laughs> <laughs> we could send them with a note. And they could maybe deliver it in one of these deliveries. Should we? We can do like a. I know it's not the season for it, not yet, but we could do an Ebenezer Scrooge. We could look out the window, go, "You boy, what day is today?" (laughs) Why today, sir, is the twenty ninth of of September. Go to the shops quickly and get me these things. (laughs) One, two, (laughs) firecrackers, chicken feathers, cardboard cutouts, minifigures, super glue, petrol. A tarantula. I want a tarantula. So, live or dead? It doesn't matter. Uh, Bunzel, Bunzel speaks up at this point. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I I can stay here, and and if there's gonna be anything that happens, it'll probably be uh, like you say at night. So, I mean, you guys are more than welcome to to go and supply up and. Tar and feathers, and I mean, I thought maybe we could just kind of keep lookout just in case. But we, we will keep a lookout just in case. This is all just a precaution, Professor. You cannot be too careful with your safety uh, at times like this. And 
if I can just share one piece of experience we've had out on the road with these adventures is that sometimes things can escalate quite unexpectedly. So (laughs) (laughs) one minute you're trying to mug a guy, the next minute some lunatic has sucker stabbed you right in the eye. So you've got to be really careful with these things. So consider all of this stuff we're doing, not um, not the machinations of lunatics, but just precautious people taking precautious precautions to um, to save to save ourselves from future tragedy um what we're going out do you do you need anything else i mean you know you've obviously been working here very hard do you need snacks we can make a nice time of it when's the last time you had company come on oh i haven't had company in a very long time um oh come on what's your favorite snack then what's your favorite tip we'll get something in i like the little uh the little kind of crunchy triangles that you can you can dip in the spicy sauce. Oh, I'm Brex, can we add those to the list, please? Doritos, fantasy Doritos, <laughs> D and Doritos, <laughs> D and Doritos, love it. Yum, yum, yum! What a time! And then we're gonna need oh, some D and D is just Dorito. It was in dip. Doritos and dip. That's what it stands for now. Oh dear. Oh, you see, this is going to be a fun stakeout. But I think uh, kind of points at your um, your notes that you're making. But I think maybe like the planks or the iron bars would be a good idea. Oh yeah, absolutely, planks, iron bars, all the way. Okay. Is there, there anything we can get to clean well? the kippers? If we get some string, we could maybe uh, hook up a crossbow to like point at a door and you know put the string up, and then if the door opens, this the crossbow is mechanism is um, fired. So we need some string. Do we still have the magic pillow? We do still have the magic we pillow. We do have the magic so, sleepy oh, time maybe, pillow. Maybe we could like fire, attach the pillow to some sort of trap. The pillow smacks them in the face. It's so powerful, it just puts them straight to sleep, conks them straight out on the ground. This is yes. this is what I'm thinking. We could put we could definitely oh, make no. a sleep we could make a sleep pillow trap and then Yes, sleep um, pillow trap. That's a sick. sleep pillow trap and then Aurobrax, can I also have on the list um just just a couple of spare bricks. <laughs> <laughs> you know one of the like if anyone listening or just in general, is planning on running D&D or wants to be a dungeon master, one of the one things I will say is don't give NPCs or bad guys or big bad bosses items or equipment that you're not willing to then give the team afterwards. <laughs> so why the fuck did I make a magical sleepy time pillow? It's such a, it's such a good I item. You should never give the bad guy a big, huge, powerful sword if you're not willing for then the team to then have that sword. <laughs> why the hell did I make this fucking pillow? Before right. we leave, and before we sign off on this list, we, we don't know how many entrances we're covering like we should scope out get an idea of the house right professor uh, while we're while we're doing this can you draw a quick sketch of the house for us uh windows doors all that all that stuff a little map um i i could just show you yeah let's yes. go let, let's go for a little recce round 
All right. Frank, can you draw the can you draw the map as we go? I'd like a nice battle plan when we're done. On it, Captain. Okay, so you have uh, the like front door, which leads into a hallway. Uh, initially, on the left-hand side is a staircase that goes up, and a door underneath the stairway or connected to this stairway that obviously is another flight of stairs underneath that leads to like the basement. And he kind of gestures to this door. It's like, uh, uh, this is the door to the basement. Uh, this is where the power supply is. So uh, if this was like a, a front line, uh, this is it. Like We can't let anybody get in there if, if that's what they're here for. It's very close to the front door. I think is there any to... openings? Is there any openings uh, in this basement? Even a tight, even a small window that uh, only a child could climb through is important for us to know about. Uh, no, it is. It's com- completely contained. This is the only door. A kind of knocks on it, and it is. A, there's a serious stud to this door. This is like very solid hardwood. Uh, it's always locked. Uh, I've got the key, so. Just no one in the basement. What's in the basement, Bunzel? The, the, the power supply. There okay. can't be any secrets between us, Bunzel. We, we, we have need to know what we're protecting. <laughs> it's the, the, the power supply. Uh, again, I, I can't tell you too much because it's a closely guarded secret. You, you must respect that. Okay, but if it's a portal to hell, you have to tell us. <laughs> it's like if you if like if you ask someone if they're a policeman, they have to tell you. I don't think they have to. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not a portal to the underworld. Don't worry. Is it Jason? <laughs> Jason? <laughs> I'm going better. M- middle edition Schwartz. <laughs> oh no, it's not Jason. Jason. <laughs> Oh no, 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 no! It's not. It's not Jason. It's not a little alien boy. It's not a portal to hell. It's... Explain the rest of the house. So far, I have a door and a hallway with some stairs. Okay, so, uh, so you've got the hallway. You've got the stoplight of stairs on the left. The hallway leads through. There is a door on the far side, which leads into like a kitchen area, which has a back door. And then there is a door on the right-hand side of the hallway, which leads to a nice living room area. That then bleeds round and through into the dining area, which then connects into the kitchen. Right. So you can run around in circles on the bottom floor if you need to, if you need to like cover all the walls and stuff. Uh, the upper floor, again, very simplistic, uh, seems to be the hallway that kind of goes up and curves around slightly, and it seems to just have two uh, bedrooms, his and then what you can assume was his daughter's. So smaller on the top, a bit bigger at the bottom. But it's just it's just one one door and a lot of windows. Is that right? There's no is there no back uh, door? There is a back door. Back door. So in terms if we're home aloneing this, let's say <laughs> there is a front door you need to protect. A back door. But they're the clearly door. gonna come in the back door. There is <laughs> a window in the kitchen. There is a win one window in the dining area. And there is a big window in the living room. I think for the windows, we need like dim lights on and then like some cardboard cutouts. The cardboard cutouts that are moving in, <laughs> right? Yeah, and yeah. The, yeah. And then do we want a 
sleep trap on like the front doormat when someone comes through there. Oh, if you put the pillow where the front doormat would be, so people have to step on the pillow. Yeah, <laughs> that's clever. What what we should probably do though, guys, is we we probably want to make one of the entrances quite inviting. We want to fortify the, the others and put the crossbow ready to shoot it when they open the door. We want them to feel like, oh no, can't do that window, can't do that window, can't do that door. But that one looks like they've not done it and funnel them towards that so that we can all be ready. And that is what we call in the business a kill box. I mean, a safe... (laughs) um, A safety zone. We're gonna... You're gonna bottleneck them and kill them all in one big swoop, are you? No, not at all. (laughs) You heartless bastards. We're gonna just... (laughs) We're gonna just gently deter them from from anything in case this does go south or a practice chuck a couple of uh, healing potions on our on our shopping list just in case we need extras that's cool what I'll do through the whole operation is go up on the roof and just keep a lookout you do love the roof, I do love the roof. <laughs> well he knows how to get down safely <laughs> Featherfall. Well, that's a good that's a good point actually you say there's a is there a fireplace is there a chimney you need to worry about people Santa Claus in us yeah, there is a uh, there is a chimney in this place and a fireplace in the kind of living room area at the front yeah. of the house. We will when we get the tar, guys. We'll get a we'll get a good part of that boiling in the fireplace in yeah. case anyone comes down the <laughs> chimney, um, and we'll take a pot of it upstairs in case you need to waz it out the window at anyone. <laughs> what? Um, we can just build like a really big fire in the fireplace as well if we wanted to use the tar elsewhere like we could yeah. just make sure that that's impassable unless it's a dragonborn coming down in which case that's actually not going to work so I'm sure I have a resistance to heat yeah I'd be like point, a lovely yeah. lovely bath for them if or yeah, a it depends going to... what color they are I'm acid resistant not fire resistant uh, I'm made of copper I'm not made of copper I'm copper colored <laughs> so I whistle when I get heated <laughs> <laughs> Arapax, if you're on the roof, you should probably take all the bricks we're going to buy up there with you. Or just start hucking bricks <laughs> like a lunatic. <laughs> I've never encountered a problem you can't solve with half a brick. We, <laughs> we, we are forgetting the fact that we are surrounded by projectiles. We have coins everywhere. They'll do some fucking damage if you sling them. <laughs> have you learned the attack payday? <laughs> yes. Throw coins at people. That's gonna hurt more than a brick. Maybe not more than the brick. Depends how. You I don't know. I'd, I'd take. I'd take a coin any day over a brick. Over a I brick. Would, a coin would like penetrate your skin. Well, a well, brick would probably dead. Like throwing, throwing a coin. Smash your entire face. <laughs> no, that's what he means. That's what he means. He would take a hit want by a coin. coin over the brick. I don't want the brick. <laughs> I, I think I'd rather the coin. That's what you're saying. Well, if yeah, you're making some I'd, kind I'd, of explosive where there's coin shrapnel going everywhere, then yeah. But no, I'd, I'd rather be get hit by a coin than get hit by a brick. Yeah. Oh, Lewis just made a great point. We could have an explosive that had coins in it as like. No, why not? Uh, no. Let's not, I mean, we're making a shopping list. Let's not waste our coins. Um, or a practice. Can we put nails on the list, coins. please? Oh yeah, good point. Putting what on the list? Nails. Can I get nails. like? Can you pop pop into the black ship like big horseshoe nails? Really, really big ones, wrought iron, jaggedy and used. This is going to be really underwhelming if no one shows up. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll have left. We'll have left Bunzel very prepared if no one shows up. We can we can leave in good conscience. Have we established we're we'll... we using his coin for this? 
He'll absolutely. He's given us it. He's given us like six thousand. Well, hold on. What did Ian? No, 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 no. I'm not using our earnings to uh, pay for this stuff. These are expenses. This is not the reward. Okay, fair enough. Guys, what is, uh, the, Bunzel, what is the mission here? Like, he's basically offered us treasure chests full of money, and he's basically somebody is coming in the night, but he's not actually said. Are we just supposed to defend him for one night or forever, or to get to the bottom? Oh, we're gonna of we're gonna get to the bottom of this. Like, I think we're establishing a plan, guys. And Professor, sometimes we're, we're throwing these ideas. Out. This is all safety discussions we're having here. Um, so I think the main point is that when people come, we just leave any attackers, at least one of them, alive enough to establish a motive, and then we can hobgoblin it like we did that time when we when we went back to their base and see also who was behind it all. Yeah, I mean, I don't really want it to break out in violence. Uh, I mean, I you just... You called the wrong guys. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't really know who I was going to call. I just hope for the best of the best. And if uh, Darth and Gumbutz decided you guys should come here, then you are the guys who should help me. I think he was just wanting the power more than us. <laughs> 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 but with great power. <laughs> oh, the way you said that was bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, Carl, I think you need an inspiration point for that. <laughs> yes. Take a point of inspiration. Oh. How do I do that? Inspiration. <sighs> So you can add inspiration to your character sheet. Oh, Jesus. Ooh, I feel, I feel. Oh yeah, here we go. And then Gain. Um, <sighs> at any point, you point. can spend that, and it's basically a re-roll. You get to re-roll the dice. And then, I, and then that, that disappears. As well. I didn't realise it that, was. That, I'm going to use that. that, that I've yes. got one as well. Usable. Okay. Nice. One use. Right, and then. <laughs> Yeah, so there are no, other plans. I think he just, just wanted the power, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he did, did he not? That's <laughs> so what he sent us a But yeah, but he chose us for a reason. He really didn't. <laughs> we were available. We were just the first people oh, that came along. Come on, if it wasn't for us, what, what would they do? Send John out from cowering under the bar while they still had loads of hobgoblins messing, oh, yeah. about, messing the joint about? Mm. We, our, our results may be chaotic, but we get them. Mm -hmm. And Professor, this is going to be no exception. We'll find out who's behind this, and then um, if it makes you more comfortable, when we have um, when we have an opportunity to speak to one of them, we'll we'll find out why, and we'll give them the chance to stop nicely. Yes, and uh, like you mentioned, this. This stakeout may take a couple of days. I I, I hope I'm not keeping <sighs> you from anything. And um, well, nothing that Our can't pleasure. be. Um, no, nothing that nothing that can't nothing that can't wait. There is nothing more pressing than this. Although, if you do hear about what might be causing any bard-related curses in your travels, then do let us know. Bard-related curses? I, uh, I, Don't worry about it. Okay. Oh, well, while I'm here, though, um, have you ever heard of a, an inventor from Russelton? He asked us to send you um, to send his regards. His name is somewhere in this piece of parchment. <laughs> Flink. 
Flink. Flink, yeah. Flink Merriweather. Nice guy. Owes us a magic carpet, but yeah, he's a nice chap. Oh, I I think I've heard of Merriweather, yes. Yeah, he, um... He's a little bit... Disfigured at the moment, but he will get better. (laughs) I'm sorry? Um, There there was an accident with some armour that he enchanted on his own um, that we saved him from. Yes, yeah, I've heard of this Merriweather. He's always trying to enchant things that shouldn't be enchanted. I mean... Like my heart. Sure, yes, like like your heart. Like a carpet. No, that should be enchanted. That should and a be. Faster <laughs> than a has been. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> he's, okay. actually, he's actually promised to enchant us a carpet big enough to wrap a horse in. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's well, taken a little longer. Well, 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 I can tell you two are big, big pals. Um, he might be coming here. He might not, just to let you know. Oh, well, I mean, if this um, Merriweather ever ever arrives, I'm sure I'll uh, thank him and lovely to meet another fellow arcanist and scientist, as it were, to push the envelope. It'd be nice to meet him one day, hopefully. Yeah, he definitely wants to meet you. He's a little bit crazy crazy enough to try and get to your inventions in the middle of the night perhaps we'd just point it out there oh do we think he may he may be a suspect well oh, we do now <laughs> <laughs> you you say he's a an enchanter i mean what have you seen any of his works um, only what's glued to him magical uh, armor course, and personal with one of his enchantments pillows all sorts of Pillow. Yeah, you you don't want to know about the pillow, to be honest. Real high-end stuff. (laughs) Let's get ready to wreck some cunts. I mean, keep this place (laughs) real, real safe. (laughs) Wow, where did that come from? (laughs) 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 Ooh, okay, right. There's our uh, D&D t-shirts when this uh, all comes out. <laughs> Let's get ready to wreck some. You have a Macaulay Culkin shopping list. Mm-hmm. You have uh, a lot of gold to spend. What would you oh, Bunzel. Like to- yeah, before we go, Bunzel, uh, just, just to confirm with you, this is all uh, expenses that we're going to be claiming back from you. Uh, yeah, just uh, make make a note, and I can reimburse you. Okay. Can I get that writing, please? Um, oh, okay. Take yeah, <laughs> can recording. Yeah. All 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 conversations are recorded. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, there's a chance that Bundle this. isn't going to let us back in, right? He's going to be. We're going to have scared him off. A little bit, do you not think? I'm talking to we're I'm talking quietly to the guys. Bunzel can't hear me right now. Finn, can <laughs> you, okay. Finn, can you open your backpack so Ian can deposit the gold? Well, we're we, we, we're taking everything now. Is that is that? I, I'd like to take mine up from. Yeah, we might not get back in here. Who knows what's going on? Are, are we? We can't. He's going to let us in, right? We, like. We, we're not all going to the shop, are we? Surely, like maybe we all should of do. Us should probably stay and look after him in case anything happens. 
Yeah. Okay. One I person like going to the shop. Quick shop visit. One person maybe does a recce of the house. One person guard duty. Fast forward. Yeah, I'll be guard then duty then. I think someone else should stay though that can go around the house. Jump into the shop. We'll go on the rooftop. Uh, okay, I'll the... <laughs> you, you, do, you do the roof. I'll do the shop with the bag. Okay, here's oh, okay. the list. Thanks. Scamos, are you staying as well? Um, yeah, why not? I'll have a scout around the house and really have a close look. Maybe I'll really firm up the plans to make sure that when when Finn comes back with our supplies, then that we're ready to get things placed efficiently. We're ready to board those windows, set up those cardboard cutouts, make that door handle to the um, to the basement excruciatingly hot. <laughs> What uh, what about anyone that might have seen this come into this house who might already be staking out that sees Finn go to the shop and thinks about waylaying him? Um, maybe. If you guys have got the house covered, I'll go with Finn just in case. Or you could go to the shop and use one of your disguises. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> in that case... Let me just go and slip into something more comfortable. Like, talk amongst <laughs> yourselves for a minute. Um, Professor, can I borrow your bathroom for a moment? Uh, uh, sure. Kind of <laughs> gestures down the hall to where the bathroom is. Ooh, chrome taps. Fancy. <laughs> Ooh, plumbing. <laughs> Describe the plumbing to me. <laughs> um, okay, so we're going to hang around... While we, I was going to ask Bunzel something, and it's totally gone out of my head what it was. Sorry, that doesn't make for a very interesting chat. But <laughs> uh, you are still at Bunzel's house. If you, you can still more than welcome to ask him something. I scale the roof. Okay. Uraprax does what he always does and climbs on top of the roof. <laughs> how have you? How have you gone on the roof though? Did you go outside or did you go up the chimney? I, I came outside and used the uh, the lip of the window and the little outcrops of brick in order to leverage myself up using my quadriceps and a combination of my biceps and triceps in order to claw myself up with a tensile strength of a dragonborn onto the uh, shingle tile roof. Thank you very much. That's all well that and good, but still rolling acrobatics for me. <laughs> <laughs> Eleven. Eleven. It's a little bit fiddly. You, uh, as you start to climb up, you slip a little bit and you instinctively go to grab the cable, the golden thread, <laughs> but you, you think better of it and just grab a tile next to it. But as you kind of climb up and get onto the roof, you can feel like this weird kind of thrumming coming from the cable itself. There's this kind of kind of almost slight vibration and kind of to it it looks beautiful from up here guys it does actually as it starts to the sun kind of starts to rise and it's kind of getting to the middle of the day this golden thread that kind of spiders out throughout this whole huge city you can see like the hustle and bustle and the kind of craziness of the vegas strip beyond but you can kind of, this golden thread is just kind of catching the sun as you kind of sit on the top of the roof. Scamos, have you left already? Have you? No, no, out of the, well. Oh. Oh. Stepping uh, out of the 
Are we back again? I've lost the video. For the podcast feed, this is technical difficulty. We've <laughs> lost a. Uh, where's Finn? Where's Finn gone? I'm. I'm here. Am I not? I can. I can see him. Yeah. Ah. We got Carl. But who, am I here? Uh, yep. I can, we got I can Carl. See oh, good, good. Speaking, as long as you can hear me. So, yeah. Um, yeah. In many ways, Scamos has left because stepping out of the bathroom in his work overalls and um, you know really taking a look and wondering how expensive this job's going to be is renowned um, painter, decorator, and handyman, <laughs> Dothamir Screwitz. <laughs> what? <laughs> One more time, please. Oh, bear bear yeah. with me a second. I've just got to run and do a quick emergency thing. I'll be just a second. I'll be right back. But my name is Dothamir Screwitz, but I'll be right back to explain that in just a second. <laughs> okay. So uh, Scamos has adorned himself in one of his um, many uh, kind of false identities and characters that he kind of puts on to sneak out of or hide from difficult situations. Uh, is anyone else doing anything? Because we've got Uraprax on the roof, uh, Oran Hammerhand. Is there anything you want to do? Do you remember what you'd like to ask Bunzel? I was just going to start making some conversation because obviously we're waiting for the guys to come back, but they haven't left yet. But I guess I could ask my question <laughs> because I was going to ask just about uh, about Croft, about the city. On the way over here, we saw a place uh, called Bruise, a pub. And I was just wondering what what's what's the story with that place? Is it is it um, have you been there? Is uh, it's obviously connected to your golden thread, so I expect you have a a pretty good knowledge of most of the local businesses. Uh, yeah, I. Uh, in terms of local businesses, I am. I am personally there to help connect the power supply and make any adjustments to equipment which may need the power supply to be connected to it. But uh, yeah, Bruise is wonderful. They uh, make very, very, very good potions there. Oh, so they make. It's, it's like a potion shop rather than a pub. Uh, yeah, no, it's a it's a it's a potion shop. Oh. Magical and wonderful elixirs. I'd written down it was a pub. Okay, so that's probably one of the places, Finn, that you're gonna, or uh, Dothamir. That's probably one of the places you're gonna go. <laughs> yeah, I'll call in anywhere that you need. Obviously, for jobs like this, you only need the finest uh, construction materials. Cowboys out there, a lot of cowboys, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, if you want a job doing well, you've come to the right place. Um, obviously, health and safety, the highest standards of working, will will transform this place for you, um, Professor. Don't you worry about it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Aesthetically, of course, there's no um, there's no uh, other motive here, no functional use, just to make the house look a lot nicer for you, of course. So you've probably come like this. Everyday builder man is not the That's right, mate. <laughs> oh yeah, but it's gonna be like a three-day job, mate. <laughs> well, you are paying for the job to be completed, so actually, it's no odds to you how long it takes. It's uh, we're, you know, we're gonna get the job done. That's what's important for you. I'm not the kind of guy who's gonna give you a quote and then say, "Oh, it's gonna take another couple of extra days." They can't get the parts till Thursday. Exactly, and you ain't gonna pay us by you ain't gonna pay us by the day. You ain't got time for it. I ain't got time for it. I feel like I'm on one of those TV shows where they 
get all the dodgy cowboy builders and like <laughs> record them with hidden cameras and stuff. Okay. So what would you like me to roll? <laughs> <laughs> what would I like you to roll? So this is uh, this is one of your alter egos, right? This is one of your disguises. You sort of my on. characters. I mean, I suppose it's not important if those guys are tricked. But <laughs> uh, have you have you put anything on? Any like obviously you have some kind of for argument's yeah. sake, you've got like a little work overalls that you've put over the top of your yeah little work gear. little work overalls. I've got like a um, little D and D equivalent of a pencil that I keep behind my ear. <laughs> yeah, um, I've got uh, like some tools. I've got a crowbar in my inventory, so I, I've got you that do. with me, holding so, on to that. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at just using it to point at things. All oh, this is going to have to come down, mate. All of this is going to have to come down. <laughs> is this load mate. bearing? Is this load bearing? <laughs> like, you know, where there's like a slight chip in the plus. All oh, this is bad. Knocking it all out of place. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. All right. Okay, so you guys have a Home Alone-esque kind of plan. We've got Uruprax on the roof. We've got Scamos in one of his many alter egos and false identities to successfully shop amongst the town. We've got uh, Finn and Oran uh, keeping an eye on the place and keeping an eye on Bunzel, making sure Bunzel is safe. And I think there is where we'll leave it for tonight. Huzzah! Huzzah! <laughs> we shall go shopping and we shall start our stakeout on our next game. This is not how I expected tonight to go. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Monsters and Madness. If you'd like to find out more about myself, you can find me on Instagram at Louis Hay, where I post a bunch of different silly sketches and doodles. If you'd like to find out more about John, you can find him on his Twitter at John Crinnan or his website, johncrinnan.com, where you'll find all the links to his stories and his other podcasts. You can find Carl on his Twitter at Carl Hughes, or you can visit hawkandcleaver.com to learn more about how they help fresh and upcoming podcasters. To find Daniel, you can find him on his Twitter at Wilcox Author, or visit danielwilcox.com to learn more about his books and his special boot camp to help new authors. You can find Andy CT on his Twitter at AndyCTWrites or visit theotherstories.net to hear some of his horrifically twisted creations. The Monsters and Madness theme tune was created by Timo Henderson. You can check out his website, timohenderson.com, to see what kind of awesome music he can create, especially for you and your next project. And lastly, our background music was produced by Daniel Birch and downloaded from freemusicarchive.org. Visit his website, danielbirchmusic.com, to see what other music he has available. Thank you so much for listening, guys. We really hope you enjoyed the podcast, and we'll see you soon. Hi. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.